What's up, everyone? Thank you for joining us and welcome to the Elite Fantasy Nation podcast. I'm your host, Matt Dennis, joined by my two good friends and fellow fantasy degenerates, Roger Bailey. Hello, everyone. How are you? And Pat Wendelkin. What's going on, fellas? Let's get this going. What's up, boys? Here we are on a holiday, you know, getting ready and <clears throat> doing one last podcast before the week kicks off. Uh, so let us get started real quick with injury status on player news and notes. I'm going to give it to Roger first to talk about injuries. Yeah, no real new updates except for one. Uh, Alan Lazard has an undisclosed issue, may not be an injury. No one knows what it is, but there's some uh, possibility that he's not going to play week one, according to Matt LaFleur. So monitor that, you know, make sure you're watching your lineups this weekend for opening week. And uh, Brian Robinson, you know, all news is good on that as far as no structural damage. It looks like he will play this year. And I, and I think he's someone we need to really, really remember the hype that was right behind him before that moment. For sure. It's going to be easy to see him fall in drafts, obviously, with the, with the gunshot wounds, two gunshot wounds to his legs. So mm-hmm. hopefully a speedy recovery to him. <clears throat> obviously a freak incident. You know, you don't want to say that to anybody, uh, but, you know, hopefully he can recover. I know they did put him on, um, I think it was non-injury, non-NFL injury uh, mm-hmm. designations, which means that he's out the first four games at least. So he won't be back until game five at the minimum. So just remember that when you're going through the drafts. Cool. So thanks, Roger. Uh, Pat, what do you got for uh, for news? Um, well, it's not the most up-to-date news, but, uh, you know, as everyone's been reading more and more, it's uh, Russell Wilson got the five-year contract at uh, $245 million with 165 guaranteed. So uh, he's going to be real comfortable out there in Denver, I think, for a while. Well, it means ball. Unless you, <laughs> one sixty-five guaranteed. You can't really complain. I think on that no, one. No, you can roll that. You can back that truck truck up right to uh, to my house, man. I'll take that one sixty-five. Amen to that. Um, secondly, I saw that was pretty good. It was a uh, Sony Michelle going to the Chargers to give uh, I think uh, Austin a little bit of a relief. I think because, like I said yeah. last year, he had one hell of a workload. So I think they're trying to give him, you know, someone to give him that like break and you know maybe it might be a second down or third down who knows what it is but i think they don't want him to get injured i think they saw last year the potential and they're like let's bring someone in a little more of a steady back for him to help him out so pat and roger on that on that note eckler and some drafts have been going as high as three or four in adp depending on who you look at depending on analysts and everything how, how does that affect where you would personally feel comfortable drafting him at the earliest um, I'll throw it kind of. I'll throw it to Roger first, and then back, back to you, Pat, to kind of just ask that question. But I mean, obviously, the signing of Sony Michelle, you know, and the rookie that was coming in was supposed to take a little bit of workload off of him as well. So now you have two, you know, prominent backs that can spell Ackler a lot, or potentially a lot, I guess. So, Roger, what do you think? I, I don't think it impacts him. He's still a top five running back for sure. Um, maybe top three still. Uh, he's going to get all the passing work. He's still going to be used in the red zone. He's their Probably the best weapon outside of Herbert. I mean, just legitimately at all levels of the field. Um, So I I don't think it impacts him. I think you can still take him absolutely in the first round and in the mid or even early. If you really are a high on Eckler and it's going to be a high-powered offense, I I don't think it hurts him at all. Michelle doesn't catch. We know what he is. He's a good backup. Yep. Yeah. What do you think? Same. I think I'm going to agree with Roger for the most part on that. I think uh, they just wanted that, you know, a little more of a – more of a, I guess, more like not just more of the rookie or first or second year. They want like a little bit of a seasoned guy behind them just in case. And God forbid yeah. anything happens to him, just just to feel a little more comfort for him. That's really – but, uh, I mean, Herbert behind the helm, I think everything's going to be good. And he's going to stay on that top top five for sure, like Roger said. Cool. Uh, right, my second, so what else you got? I got a – looks like a – not a crazy news, but uh, Josh Gordon's still floating around. He's in the Titans now. Not a big, big deal, yeah. but, I mean, he's just – Always somewhere, and he's still going, and he still makes headlines no matter what. And he's with the Titans. The hype is still <laughs> At another team. Later. <laughs> yeah. He's got more jerseys than most in the league, I say that, after being passed around for most. For but, sure. You know, nothing crazy. And then uh, Marlon, Muck, Marlon Mack gets cut again, now even off the practice squad today, off uh, the Texans. <laughs> I mean, that, I don't know. I don't understand that, this one. That, that baffled me yeah, this morning when I was heading to the airport to fly home uh, from Philadelphia. I saw that pop up and I was like, definitely a head scratcher. They cut him. Obviously, nobody picked him up. Then they re-signed him to the practice squad, as you just mentioned. And then they just cut him again before the season even starts. So you just wonder if they see something, you know, a couple like maybe they've seen something with the way, the way he's running or something within him that they're just not 
obviously going to take a risk on. They just want to walk away from it. So it was just surprising that happened so early, right after they had just just signed him like last week. So yeah, and I mean, and he had such a he had a decent, you know, he's been decent throughout the past few years, and it's like weird. It's like a man of like that. I feel like his caliber of what he can do, it just blows my I mind. Mean, I mean. There was a lot of talks. Sorry to cut you off, but there was a lot of talks, obviously, at the beginning of the season or beginning of the preseason, I should say, of that. You know, he, you know, coming out into the preseason that he was going to be potentially the running back one, you know, until it was taken over until Pierce, you know, could, could get a step up and do his thing. But obviously that goes to show you, you know, and we'll talk about this later when we get into climbers and fallers, but um, it kind of goes to show you that, you know, how much Pierce has taken over that backfield already, that they're already willing to let him go. So interesting. They know more than we do. They're there. So who the hell knows what it is? They see the dude every day. (laughs) Whether they like it or not, they see him every day in pads. So, you know, so obviously they see something. So awesome. I appreciate you guys, man. Uh, So with that being said, let us jump into uh, the episode. So uh, for this episode, you know, as as the season is about to kick off in a few days, uh, we felt like we wanted to discuss our ADP climbers and fallers. And for this, what we're looking at is the ADP over the last few weeks for a player. Uh, highlight those guys who have either jumped, you know, and climbed in ADP rankings or those that have, have fallen for different reasons. Um, so each of us will give you three from each, three climbers, three fallers. Uh, and then at the end, we'll also give you um, a late, late round draft pick to keep your eye on. Um, and then just to kind of set the you know, level set with you guys on where we pull all of our information. So we pull all of our ADP information from Fantasy Pros, uh, and I'll attach a link into the podcast so you guys can all uh, take a look at what we're currently looking at. Obviously, day by day, it updates. Um, so if you look at it in a couple of days, it might be different with more drafts uh, coming up over the next like two or three days. Obviously, we only have three days until uh, NFL kickoff. So uh, Pat's got a draft tonight. I've got one tomorrow. And then Roger and I have another one on Wednesday. I think Pat said he had one on Wednesday as well. So obviously, these numbers will fluctuate over the next couple of days. Um, we're just calling them as of where they're at you know, currently. So just so you're aware. Um, yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to Roger. Uh, and Roger, why don't you go ahead and uh, kick us off with your first climbers? Yeah, well, my first climbers, I'm going to do a couple Ravens here, and uh, I'm going to, have to explain my logic here. Um, Isaiah likely has been climbing up just because of the sensational play we're seeing in the fantasy or the preseason. Uh, and it's going to sound counterintuitive to why would I want to take the second tight end on a team, but it's not unheard of. You know, remember Aaron Hernandez and, and Rob Gronkowski. You know, yeah, you can sure. do that. And they did not find receivers. You know, we have Bateman and we have a lot of question marks. We know what Andrews is, but it's very clear they weren't likely to be involved in the passing game. He's proven he's a very great pass catching tight end. I think they're going to do a lot of creative things and he easily could be in the top 15 tight ends once it's all he, said and done with Lamar Jackson's predilections. You know, he, he's a freak athlete too. like mm-hmm. his like, you know, his size, his hands, his agility, like. Um, I could see them easily, you know, I think that's a great call, Roger. I could see them easily putting, you know, him in more of a wide receiver role and not necessarily just like a tight end role. So mm-hmm. if you put him on one side, you know, you've got Mark Andrews on the other side, you know, it's like, who are they going to cover? If they double team Mark Andrews, you got likely could be wide open. So obviously it creates a huge issue up the middle. So oh, that's yeah. a good call. Yeah, no, I, I think it's exciting. I mean, late round, you know, tight end, if your strategy is like mine, you know, he, he might be a great target to have. And check it out the first few weeks. You're not going to get a lot of points from your tight ends if you don't get those top three or four anyway. So take a shot. And if it works out, maybe you got a league winner at that position, just given the scarcity of it. Uh, the second, actually, and, and I think people don't want to hear this, but the reality is Gus Edwards, it's pretty bad there, uh, him being on the pup, but it sounds like it's going to be longer than the four games. Um, Dobbins, you know, we've not really heard anything good. The Kenyon Drake signing, Mike Davis has a real chance here to be a steal. You know, he's currently 186 on fantasy pros, right? I know last year was really terrible in Atlanta, but he was really good the year before that filling in for McCaffrey and the Ravens are set up to be runners. And I think that it fits his style. He's more downhill, hard headed running, um, I think that Mike Davis could be a steal in late rounds for the few weeks that you're definitely going to see him play. Uh, and if Dobbins has any setbacks, you could be with the running back one and Baltimore. Uh, and I know it's not sexy, but it's not about sexy. It's, it's about the margins. They're a, yeah. They're going to get a lot of touches. So, I mean, it's not sexy, but it's a lot of production. So, yeah. I mean, I won a league last year with Freeman. So I can tell you right now that Ravens offense will push the ball with the running backs. It doesn't matter who's back there. So, um, and 
you know, the other guy I'm going to say, you know, we, we did open with the show, uh, open the show with talking about Brian Robinson. I think he's going to fall it's down to 136 right now. Um, I don't think there's any real concern as we discussed uh, at the beginning. Um, I, I do think that this is a guy who has that chance to rally late in the season. So I'm, I'm trying to snag him anywhere I can later in the drafts. Get yourself the two or three running backs you really trust, you really want. Build out your receivers, and there's the late-round guy I'm taking, um, Brian Robinson. Even with what's occurred, I still think there's a lot of value there, and I think he has a chance to really turn it on when it matters. Awesome. So so your three, just to kind of recap, uh, Roger, your three are Brian Robinson, Isaiah Likely, and Mike Davis, right? Yes. Awesome. Yep. Or climbers, yeah. Climbers, awesome, Pat. Yeah. So what, what do you got for your your three climbers? Take us through your thought process. All right, so I'm going to start off with uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, he's currently ranked 25 overall, and he's he's been slowly climbing up. I mean, he went up nine spots just within the past few days. So, I mean, I think with Matty Ice there, they got, you know, Taylor behind there. I think people see a, a really good potential. Now you have a great, strong arm. Why not? And he he's a freak athlete. He's going to be a, an absolute top 10 wideout eventually. And I think he deserves where he is. And he might even climb more as the season, you know, continues. And then the second one I have is Saquon Barkley is on the rise. Not majorly. He's, uh, he's currently ranked right now 16th overall. And that's uh, four spots up within the past few days. And I think that... Uh, you know, people seeing him and, you know, recovering more and more from his injury and his strength and the conditioning. He looks phenomenal. And I think uh, he deserves that. And I think he's going to be eventually back up there if he can just stay healthy for the most part. What do you think, Raj? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, um, sorry, I was looking up my next <laughs> stat. That's all right. I was, I was Googling my stat here. Um but yeah, uh, Pierce is, you're talking about Pierce, right? Oh, uh, Michael Pittman. Oh God. Yeah. League winner. He's going to be the guy this year. Um, I got sniped on him in two leagues this last week, the last few drafts he's going and he went in the second round of my, uh, high stakes draft. So I, yeah, I'm with you, man. That, that's where the money's going. People putting a lot of money, these high stakes leagues, people are all over Pittman much sooner than, than we were taking them. So I, I think yeah. by the week, you know, yeah, he's going to be it, the guy to win it all. And honestly, there, there's even a lot of those uh, seasonal like bets on it too, about like if he can break, you know, the top 15, be the wide receiver one, there's a lot of that conversation too, or top five, you know, top wide receiver, you know, in the whole entire league. So, you know, there's a lot of people who are betting a lot on, on Pittman. He's obviously showed a lot last year and it's like now that he's got – a better thrower, hopefully. Yeah, no, right. Well, Matt got better ball placement, just much better ball placement than, yeah, than, yeah. than uh, Wentz had. And, and you know, Pittman got the targets. I think he had 80 something receptions, but he had, you know, with his there's catch radius. There's a lot of uncatchables. There's a lot of uncatchable yes. balls that he could not get to. And he's got Ex an incredible catch radius. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I just, I think it's, I, yeah, he's going to hit, he's going to hit over 100 receptions this year. I mean, I, I, I don't see how he can't. You know, just on a side note, he just surpassed Debo, and people were big on him this year, and he just passed wow. it. Just saying, it's not a huge thing, but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but listen, that's big. That's people big. don't realize, it, and he slowly is climbing that ladder, and that, and I think that's a big thing to note out. Um, yeah, for sure. That and then, like I said, man. I mean, I, like I said, Matt, what do you think about Barkley, where he stands right now, bro? Like. I, I want to believe the hype. There's so much hype coming out, and they, they're saying that like he looks incredible. You know as you know, like obviously some injuries take longer to recover from others. Last year, he just had a lot of freak kind of random injuries. Somebody step, you know, stepping on uh, the back of somebody's foot and rolling it, you know, and having a bad uh, spray in that way. It's been a lot of this wasn't even kind of, in my opinion, it wasn't really lingering from his ACL tear. And actually I watched that game because they're, they're playing, he's playing the bears and I saw him go down because I'm a you know, bears fan. So I was watching that game and intently. And uh, I think at Barkley that year as well and just watched him go down. It was like, you just felt bad for such an amazing guy coming out of Penn State. So um, if, if he's, Pat, if he's what they're saying that he was, you know, at Penn State and that he's got that agility and he's got that movement back, I mean, he could be a beast and he's definitely, you know, definitely most 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 drafts, if not all drafts, going in the second round, if not, you know, at, at the end of the second round. So he could be a huge steal that late. Mm -hmm. um, 
Oh, for sure. You know, the, the question is, is like, do you, do you trust what you're hearing? And it's also that offense too. You know, the question is, you know, are, it's a New York Giants. <laughs> Their offense isn't going to be amazing. Yeah. I mean, so, look at the quarterback, well, but I mean, they yeah. need him. I mean, he's, he's the anchor. I mean, like if they can do something and he's healthy, dude, that that's, that's everything right there. Yeah, for sure. Well, and then like uh, gonna put my last little one, I'm going to put you on. I'm Hold sorry, on, Roger. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Oh, I was I was just saying to Pat's point though. I mean, I, I think Barkley has a real chance to get up back up into that sixty seventy reception range. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. I, I think that's that's going to be his bread and butter this year. So that's a great that's pick, awesome. Pat. So my last little one. I've been talking about him all year. I've drafted him in my leagues. I don't care what anyone tells me. Hayden Hurst is my last one. Last time I checked, he was at two hundred one. Now he's up to one seventy five, and and I'm telling you, he's going to continue going. I'm telling you guys. Listen, he might be a tight end twenty four, but like like Roger said, this is it. This is this might be that late round guy, and you know what? This might have struck gold. What do you guys think? I, I he's well, he did it the first year that he went to Atlanta. He had a pretty good season, right? I, I, he had a good year there. The first year he was signed yeah. with the the Falcons, and then I think they brought Hooper in after that, or Hooper. Hooper was already there. He yeah. was already yeah. there. He just it was added into it from uh, yeah. Baltimore. He came from. That's right. Yeah, and. He's got the draft capital, the pedigree. He he's athletic. It's there. I mean, it, it makes sense. You know, we saw um, Uzama have some really good blow. I mean, in a couple of games where he just blew up. Um, yeah. And sure. Hurst is a superior athlete. I like it. I mean, it's a great offense. I, I like it. I mean, again, I, I picked likely, so it's you know late <laughs> late round tight end. Hurst is absolutely someone you can. He's going to be a top ten, I think. And and I totally agree on that too. I think that within the offense, you know, Hayden Hurst came out of college and his his draft pedigree and everything was like very high. So I'm surprised that nobody's really given him his full his full opportunity. So in the offense, he he could shine, man. I mean, I know I know you do have a little bit of homerism because it is Cincinnati Bengals, which is fine. Yeah. You know, I, I get that. But I mean, but... look look at the quarterback. Like I always say, the quarterback is at the helm, and you have three yeah. absolute stud wide receivers on that team. And people are going to get oh, double sure. and, he, and he's going to be in the middle of the field. I mean, he's going to be a big target. I, I, hey, bro, I, I I think it's a great pick. And then going real quickly before before I jump into my own, going back to the Isaiah Likely, I actually – we don't talk a lot about Dynasty, but we're going to incorporate Dynasty throughout the season because we all love Dynasty as well. Um, and this shows this shows always – you know, and the content's always going to be a mixture of Dynasty, redraft, kind of these freakish leagues that may be way off, you know, onto the side. We'll probably do some guillotine leagues and talk about conversations like that. Sure. Uh, but in Dynasty, Isaiah Likely, I think, is a huge you know opportunity to buy right now. I think it, you know buy him low. To your point, Pat, or sorry, Roger. To your point, Roger. You know, like he's still down there. People aren't really focused too much on him. But I could easily see him rising up. You know, and it depends on what they're going to do with Mark Andrews when his contract comes comes up. You know, so Isaiah Likely is going to be awesome just in Dynasty as well. Just grab him, throw him. You know, in your bench, wait till he blows up and either you know sell him for another draft pick or you know utilize him if you need him. So. Good call. Yes, cool. sir. So with, with that, yes, sir, yes, sir. With that, I'll jump into my risers. Um, I'll go one by one and kind of, you know, get you guys' opinions. You know, we've talked a little about this pre-show, but um, first one that I have is Damian Pierce. I mean, we talked a little bit about it earlier, um, but you've definitely seen him skyrocket. He was not the highly talented coming out of Florida. He, you know, people were questioning whether or not he could actually be a lead running back, how good he would be. Um, he definitely was not the first couple, I think, you know, most – rookie drafts uh, for dynasty he was probably in this late you know mid to late second round draft pick or you know maybe the beginning of the second round depending on uh, how aggressive some people were but um when i looked two weeks ago his adp was at 147 and then his uh running back uh he was at he was also so adp is 147 he was running back 46 that was two weeks ago looking this morning adp 86 so that's a 60 point jump in adp and he's now RB33, which, you know, you can say RB33 isn't, you know, crazy. But I think it's because people are so hesitant on the fact that they haven't seen him. He's a rookie. The offense isn't that great. So I think people are kind of hedging their bets. They're not going all in on him yet. But the fact that, you know, coming into the season when they drafted him, it was still going to be Marlon Mack will start. Damian Pierce will kind of take over throughout the season. And then maybe at the end of the season, he'll take over completely. He took over that, that backfield way before the season or the preseason even ended. So that's his backfield. We talked about this earlier, like I said. Marlon Mack's been dropped once and twice from the same team because they feel like they've got the running back of the future and they don't want to waste any time on Mack. So I think Damian Pierce is going to have a, a decent season and I think his future is going to be massive. So what do you guys uh, 
How do you guys think about that one? I think you nailed it right on the head, to be honest with you, Matt. I, I, kind of perfect. I, I completely agree with everything you literally said. I mean, right where he is and where he's headed, I think it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, volume. You know, he's going to get the volume. Uh, my, I do worry the meteoric rise. <laughs> Right, like yeah, you know, that's like uh, it's it's not that you shouldn't draft him. It's 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 just are you drafting him? Yeah, you know, because I've seen I was reading some of these other you know drafts and some stuff on him, and he's going as early as like round four sometimes or three, and it's like, well, I don't know about that, but you know, I see it. I would I want him right. I want him everywhere yeah. I can get him, but at the value, I think it's a great call. And I think he's going to get all the the opportunity to succeed. I, I I'm and I don't know. Maybe you do. Um, I haven't seen him used in the passing game. I don't know if his role is going to be limited to the early down and goal line only, or is he? You know, because Burkhead's still there. Yeah. And that's the one question I had. But I mean, absolutely. Like, yes. In, I, I, in, I want him on my team if I can get him. And right fair, you know, in you know, fair on the, in the catching and how much are they going to utilize him? Are they keeping mm-hmm. third down? Is he going to be the goal line? Like, what's you know, what is you know, Burkhead obviously is known for you know. Pass and also just even for goal line, you know, when he was uh, um, in New England. So it's like a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, TBD, I guess, on that. And, and, and I yeah. guess, you know, if you look at ADP currently, his round is 86. So that's round seventh. So yeah. after the seventh round. So you know, and then he's talking you know, already in the eighth round. I think in the eighth oh, round, I think, you know, that's a good value. You know, is it, uh, could be great if he has a little bit more of a, I don't think he's going to be mediocre in the sense like he's going to be RB10 by the end of the year. But I could easily see him at RB two, you know, like a you know, um, yeah, in between the twelve to four to maybe twenty range of already of running back. So at, at RB thirty three, which is what you're getting him at currently, I think that that's you know good value there. Yeah, I, at seventh round, no, seventh round for sure. I mean, he's he's worth yeah. a seventh round pick, sixth even. I, I mean, I think late six, I'm fine. I'd like him there. Um, it's exactly. just when I see him at the fourth and third, I'm like, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's too rich for my blood. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not recommending that by any means, trust. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be right. They could be right. You know, it, it's you got to risk it to win it sometimes. So, uh, yeah. no, I think it's a great pick, Matt. Cool. Uh, so my last, uh, so the next one, uh, so climber number uh, two, I've got George Pickens. So this, this I kind of wrote in here a little bit earlier. I mean, he, I think he's been kind of more yo-yoing. He's really been climbing, like straight climbing. You know, there's like some amazing, there's some amazing content and, and conversations that are coming out of camp. You know, he's had some amazing catches and highlight reels that, that we've all seen, you know. Um, so when I looked at this up a couple of weeks ago again, he used to be um, ADP was 170. He was at wide receiver 63. He's now currently at ADP 120 and wide receiver 47. So wide receiver four, you know, fine, fair. I think that's fair value. And if he ends up becoming somebody who's a wide receiver two, again, you're looking for these people that where they're currently at, they're still climbing and they have opportunity to outperform even their ADP and what their wide receiver level or running back level is that they're being drafted at. So, you know, I think it's still wide open for him there. Um, obviously, it depends on the quarterback situation. It, like, it looks like either Trubisky or, or Pickett. You know, either one of them looks like they've both had very good uh, preseasons. Uh, Pickett seems like he's obviously had a little bit better. You know, he's definitely wild some people. So I could see Pickett probably taking over, you know, after week four, week five. And I don't think that'll hurt George Pickens as, as well. Um, I think especially two two rookies coming in, usually there's more of a bond that's formed there because they usually start in the second string and kind of work their way out or third string offense. And then they work their way up. Uh, throughout the preseason, throughout camp. So, I mean, I'm sure they've had a lot of uh, working time together. So, um, I think they could be a smash. So, George Pickens is my second pick. I like it. I like that a lot, actually. I actually go for him in almost every draft, to be very honest with you. I've been mm-hmm. really aggressive towards the end of the draft. Like, I make sure he is on my radar, and I've had people curse me out because every time, for some <laughs> reason, I get they get snubbed, and I take them. I'm like, listen, I think he's a bully. He's a bulldog, and I think they love yeah. that. He has that aggression, and he shows he wants it. And I think he's going to learn well. I mean, um, just to add to what you said, I know Trubisky just got added to the uh, captain's list today. Yeah, so I know he's one of them. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's there. But I think uh, regardless who's there, I think he's just going to continue to grow and grow, and I think he's going to be a phenomenal wideout eventually. I mean, you know he's a stealer. I still got to give it to him. <laughs> Good, fair, fair point from the Bengals lover right there. Yeah, you, got, you got to keep it as stripes, man. You can't, you can't shed your stripes, right? That's it, bro. I love it, love it. All right, man. So my for my uh, third one, and th- this one's not. I mean, 
I don't think he's a huge riser, but I, I honestly think he could even go up higher. So I have Jalen Hurts. Um, so currently he's being drafted at ADP is 54, and he's a QB6 off the board. Um, from watching his preseason, I think he's going to have a phenomenal year. I, I was not impressed with him last year at all. There was a lot of talks, obviously, coming into the preseason and in, you know coming out of last year and coming into this year. Is he really their quarterback? Are they going to try to draft another quarterback? Do they have confidence in him? What was that kind of like theory? What's, what were they thinking within Philadelphia? It looks like by all accounts that he's completely proven everybody there that it's his team and they're going to ride with him. So um, I could see him, you know, again, quarterback six, that's still already really high, but I could see him maybe even finishing a little bit higher than that. You know, QB five, QB, even QB three, to be honest with you, I would not be surprised. That's how he finishes it between his legs and his passing looks like he's gotten much better with his packing passing accuracy. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to just watch him play. I think he's going to be awesome. I agree with that, man. I love the team. They're building some really, really strong. Like, so much uh, talent. Yeah, I mean, you can't complain, I mean, what they brought in. And I think that he has no excuse but to do phenomenal work and only rise from here on up. For sure. Can't beat it. For sure, for sure. All right, so let's jump in. You know, we're about half an hour in. Uh, let's jump into our, our followers. So we'll kind of go the same format. So, Roger, you go first. Yeah, yeah. What we were talking earlier about the uh, Michelle signing, does that take away from Eckler? Um, it, it definitely takes away from Spiller. Uh, I, th- I think that maybe preseason didn't go as they hoped. Uh, maybe there's some signs. And he's only 20 as well. So it, it's maybe an insurance policy for now. Maybe Spiller still develops by as the season goes on. But but I do think that, that Spiller probably needs to be dropped You know, down everyone's. It looks like he dropped 13 spots from 117 to 130 within a few days of that signing. So yeah, it yeah, impacted for sure. him for sure. Um, you know, and, and again, different skill sets, but just opportunities. I think they're going to go to Michelle before they go to Spiller first. So he, he dropped. Uh, Cam Akers is another one who I think was going 25th ADP, you know, in July, late June, and it's steadily fallen down to 37. I think it's on the heels of McVeigh's comments about, you know, we have two RB1s or, you know, yeah. and Darrell Henderson's health seems to be optimistic or it's, it's he's in a good place now. We expect him to be playing immediately. Um, so I, I just think Cam Akers is a little too rich for, for where he was originally going rather than, you know, 25th ADP. Um, I still think 37 is probably, I've just never been a big believer in Cam Akers personally. So yeah. he's, he's definitely a follower for me. And on top of it, oh, good. Oh, no, I was just going to say, jumping into that, it's like, yeah, I, I, I feel like last year, there's when he's come back from his Achilles in nine months or whatever, it was eight months, and everybody was like, oh, my God, Cam Akers, bye, 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 bye. And then he had two, you know, a couple of bad games to end out the playoffs. Um, obviously, still won a Super Bowl, but, and then on top of that, you know, during the whole offseason, it was like, can you trust him? Like, what's going on with Cam mm-hmm. Akers? And a couple of the things that I've seen, like, he just does not look, yeah, I don't, I don't trust him at all, especially well, and, at the ADP that he's currently at. I mean, it's not yeah. somebody that I'm going to take a risk on by any means. I'll let somebody else pick him up as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Yeah, that goes on to my other point, my other my other follower. You know, there was some great news today. And just to kind of build on what you just said, uh, Marlon Mack was cut, resigned to the practice squad, and then cut again. Now, maybe that's just so they're saying, hey, yeah, we want you to go try to find another team. You know, like we want you to have that opportunity. Maybe that's what that was. I don't know. But the fact that he was cut – the fact that Foreman couldn't beat out Chuba Hubbard for the two spot behind McCaffrey. Um, and now we're talking about Cam Akers. Well, those other two guys are two years or more removed from an Achilles injury and they're not performing. Yeah. Cam Akers is a year removed. And then James Robinson, who's my other follower. And I love James Robinson. He's not even a year removed. Right. And he's going yeah. to be playing week one. I don't buy it. I, I, I'm sorry, I, I don't. I think this injury is pretty drastic, you know, to just come back and be what he was. Do I, I'm, I'm excited that he's playing. I think I love James Robinson, but I, I do think there are going to be some issues in performance, and I, I think this news is going to spike his ADP right before the rest of these drafts, these next two days, right? I, I don't right. think it should. I, like I think, worst, yeah, take him. There's time for it too. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw yeah. that too. Um, yeah. Let, let's go back, Pat. What do you think about? Uh, let's just kind of jump in because you went through your three, you know, kind of in tandem. So, what do you think of the Isaiah Spiller conversation, Pat? No, I think I, I he's going to fall because cousin Michelle now, obviously, and I and I think it's okay to have two 
like kind of like season like vets more or less in front of him and let him learn. And I'm okay with that, but I wouldn't, you know, I think the, the Michelle signing definitely did drop where he was because he was right there for number for sure. two until this. So that, that absolutely is going to drop him. So he's going to fall. Camp makers is falling in every draft I've seen so far. Also, I think there's a lot of question and I, and I'm like not saying anything else, but I think, you know, Stafford also questionable with his injury. There's like a lot of like, I think there's a, there's a lot, of, a lot of questions in LA and like, and like I said, absolutely. There's a lot of grays. It's not a black or white. It's a lot of grays, a lot of questions. Sure. And who the hell knows? To be honest with you. I mean, like that makes, it makes you really think. So for me and from what I've seen and experienced in a lot of these drafts so far, he's going down. They're all, and it, it kind of like spirals with them. I mean, also, I mean, not, not like cup is going to drastically drop, but like, you know, Stafford's been going later. Cam Akers is going later. And I, I think people are starting to realize and take note of, of everything. And especially when people, when, they, when a head coach has comments, like he said, I mean, everyone's taking more and more yeah. notes and it's important. That's going to throw you off the hell. You don't want to risk something and lose it. Come on, man. Not at those not higher exactly. picks. No way. And James Robinson, yeah, yeah. I agree, dude. When you, when you come out of these big injuries like that, I, I think it's always, there's always going to be a question mark no matter what. I mean, look at CMC. I would question that too. I mean, I think anytime you get these major injuries, it's an issue. I mean, he got granted his his situation, you know, versus others is different. But you you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it, it's what comes out of it. Well, well, and, and again, I think we talked about this in one of our previous recordings. You know, um, I can't remember if it actually made it on, onto the air, but you know, I, I think everybody looks at you know, you have the AP. He has an injury, he comes back in record time, and like everybody just assumes that that's what, that's what's going to happen, and not Correct. all athletes. I mean, you know, are, are built the same way. It's like some of these athletes, you know, take some over a year, Roger, to to get back to where they feel comfortable with their legs. You know, again, like they may be healed, you know, physically they may be ready to do performance and to do athletic stuff, train and run and cut. But the question is, is in their mind, can they get past the fact that like? Can I trust my own leg still? Am I afraid? Sure. Is there a fear of a re tearing? Is there a fear Not of that. something else tearing? Like, there's the mental game of injuries that we don't talk nearly enough about that we just assume, like, hey, they've been, you know, patched up and they've been cleared by the doctors, so they're good to go. And it's like, no, it's not, it doesn't work that way. You know, it, plus, and then you got to get the muscles back to what it used to be, too. You know, to get a building muscles that you haven't used in nine months or a year. So, yeah, there's like, a lot that goes into it. Like, a little side note to that. It's like, like you said, cleared by a doctor is one thing, but when mental health plays and he's making a cut or he's making a move or, or something, they're like, you double think it. Look, Sino, I broke my arm in high school playing, driving on a layup. I got flipped over, smashed it. Ever since that, I'm telling you, you're going to question. No matter what, yeah. it's always in the back of your head. And especially in these good. guys, yeah. it's always going to be there. That's just my little like tinge. So I, I completely understand it. That gave me a little bit of a cringe, man. Yeah, uh, man. Like I, I think about it. It's the truth. You're gonna, sure. you, you might double think, and then that sucks. A hundred percent, man. You can't. You, the mind, you know, you can't, you can't change that. So, nah. let's jump in, Pat. Why don't you tell us about your followers? Yeah, I'll go a little. Uh, I'll push you a little quicker. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh, he's dropping. He's down eight from where he was before. He's seventy overall. He's an RB twenty eight. You know, we know who's right behind them, nipping at his heels. Isaiah Pacheco's gonna oh, he yeah. will be the starter eventually. He, he and will uh, be. uh wholeheartedly agree, man. Yeah. I mean it's you know, it's you know, it sucks, but uh, you know, they need that firm running back. They need a steady back. That's the, the go to. And I, I don't think it's him anymore. Especially after seeing what uh Pacheco can do this preseason and in camp. He looks phenomenal. Dude, the praise that the guy's been getting, the rookie. I mean, it's been phenomenal, man. Like yeah. it's gonna be his backfield. I totally agree. They've been looking for a running back. Their main running back for what three four years now. You know, I mean, I mean since Hunt ever is, since Hunt, yeah, Hunt's been gone. Yeah. They haven't yeah. had that solidness to it. Like, no, and, and I think at all. Yeah. And they kept Jones, so they, I mean, the, they kept Jones when we thought they yeah. weren't. So, uh, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm with it. And then uh, just to jump in on on stay in the chief way, Sky Moore, that's Rogers' boy. Hmm. Um, you know, everyone's been pretty you know big on him, but he. You know, right now he's ranked 125 overall. He's uh, wide out 52. It's, it's kind of stagnant. It's nothing phenomenal. I've, I've heard mixed things. He's hasn't been as good as what it, you know. It comes out hot and he's cooling off. So I mean, it's gonna be like a we'll wait and see type type of thing. But I wouldn't wouldn't put my you know eggs in his basket as much anymore as it's been going yeah. on and as everyone's been drafting. I've also seen him slowly decline on the uh, on the picks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, 
trust me, um, Roger and I, and I'll, I'll, I'll let Roger jump in, in here in a second. <laughs> we definitely have had our sky more love. Um, mm-hmm. the question is like, was it too mediocre, too mediocre, too, or too mediocre, too fast? Like, um, yeah, man, I, I agree. I think I saw at one point he was running with a threes. Yeah. Was, you know, on offense, it's drastic like, yeah. drop. Drastic. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's just, it's going to be one of those things. It's going to be second half of the season. Like he's, he's, I, I'm not, I'm not concerned. It's just not, you know, what you want is the Pickens narrative. Right. Um, yeah. So it, it, I think he'll be fine. I think he's going to be legitimate. He's better than Hardman. Uh, I think I so. I, he'll the, get on the, the talent, field. The talent's there. And I think what we also forget too is as analysts and people that get excited about fantasy football and just football in general, he also came from a small school, mm-hmm. Western, Western uh, Michigan. So like they didn't yeah. have, they didn't play against elite talent. So, you know, he looks great during practices and warms up, warm ups, and then he gets into games and he doesn't look as dominant because he's not used to playing against people that are like much better than, than he would, you know, the people that he played with, no offense to that, that conference, but. Oh yeah. No, you know, he's top playing against people from a elite. top rank. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, a big he, difference. You know, he's playing, you know, he's not playing, you know, it would have been like him playing at Western Michigan against Alabama or against Georgia. And like, would he have done just as much as he did on a consistent basis? So yeah. I think the talent's there for sure. I just think that he needs time to develop to the speed of the NFL game and the physicality of the NFL backs, uh, DBs to like get it, get open and cuts and stuff like that. So, but I think he definitely, he's going to be somebody to, to watch out in the future. Yeah, hundred sure. percent. And then uh last little side note, there's like discussion with him and uh, Mr. Lenny, Lenny Fournette. He's 20 overall, RB12. I mean, he's, you know, there's always weight issues with him. Um, Tampa's having line issues. So uh, so there's more question marks there. Like I said, there's a lot of age on that, you know, team right now. I mean, you know, look at Evan's question, Lenny question. I mean, Brady's a, the GOAT, but, I mean, he's an older gentleman at this point in time. And, older I mean, gentleman. it's a lot, lot, lot of questions. And then, the, like I said, the line isn't always as up to par from what they want and what they're used to. And I, I think that's going to affect him a lot. So that's what's going to I totally agree on this one. I just am a little bit sad because I've drafted Leonard Fournette uh, in probably two or three um, startup dynasty drafts this year. So <laughs> I was hoping I could get at least one more year out of him. So when I saw the um, the um, leftover Lenny that, that showed up to um, – training camp i was definitely discouraged oh yeah i was happier to see him i guess as you know voluntary at the time and then he came actually back to the training camp and he looked slimmer i was encouraged about that but you're right i don't think he's gonna be the stud that he was last year but no. uh only can be hopeful that at least he can hold a little bit for this year um but as yeah rb 12 or whatever like that's that's pretty high yeah, rb 12 ranked over 20th overall so yeah that's pretty high that's a high cost yeah yeah, yeah. Hey, Go ahead, time. Matt. You're, you're up on this one, brother. What, what do we got what, from you? What were you saying, Roger? Sorry, I, I mean, he, gets, he misses time. He, I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm with you, Pat. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. I just can't get into Fournette. I, you know, I, I, I don't. I can't. I can't even tell you why, though. I don't have. I, I, there's no data. There's a gut. You, you can yeah. be gut. Hey, man. Like the past two years when I won championships, some of it was like analysts were saying one thing, and I felt I had a gut feeling about a player, and I just avoided mm-hmm. the player because I just didn't feel there was something there that didn't click for me. And I, you just got to follow your gut. You got to not only draft your players when you want, you also got to avoid the players that you feel like aren't worth drafting. Right. Cost specifically. So I Correct. Don't disagree with that. All right. So I'll jump in. We're you know, getting kind of to the end of the the pod. Don't don't want to drag on too long for the evening, but um, my followers. Uh, so the first one I'm going to have, we've talked a little bit about his running mate, um, Antonio Gibson. Now you could argue that like currently he's a riser because of the fact of, you know, what happened to Brian Robinson and the injury and getting shot uh, yeah. from the carjacking. But I also think that like, it's a, it's a false rise, you know, and if people draft him too much, I feel like by week five, week six, I could see probably Gibbs, uh, Robinson coming back week, week six or week seven, you know, it's like, it's not, you know, ACL is not a, I don't know exactly. They're very vague about like how badly I know he had surgery, but they're very vague about how bad Robinson was actually injured. Um, but the fact that he showed up at the, at the you know, at, at the facilities, I think it was on Tuesday or Wednesday of last week and everybody was like, you know, cheering him and everybody's super excited to see him, you know, needs to tell me that like he wants to get back as quick as possible. So I think once he's back, Gibson will go back in the bench and that's going to be pretty much what Gibson will be for the rest of the year. So, I think it has its current rise, which is I think is is fake, and it shouldn't be. You know, it's obviously a real rise because it's only him in the backfield right now. But Correct. I'd also be very cautious because I could see him dropping like a, a brick in you know five weeks. So yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I mean all the same. 
all the signs are pointing to that, you know, he was going to be the number two back. Right. Um, yep. and then this unfortunate event occurred. Um, and, and I don't know what the, I don't know why they won't use him in the McKissick role. I mean, I think Gibson has a lot of upside and he has a lot of potential. I, I think if they used him differently uh, as, as McKissick, he could be extremely valuable, yeah. um, but they're well, not, and they don't. And you're right. And, and again, Gibson was a wide receiver in college mm-hmm. and they yeah. moved into running back as at the time the coaches have wanted him to be in a role that could give him more of that flexibility and that speed. And obviously he's just not, he's not a natural built in between the tackle runner. So, uh, and obviously this coaching staff saw that this year in the offseason. That's why he was replaced. And that's why he was, they brought in Brian Robinson. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah. I would have loved Robinson, Gibson, no McKissick. I think that could have been a great combination where, where Gibson is go. used. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. So, all right. My second one that I'm going to do is going to be Ronald Jones. So we talked a little mm-hmm. about him earlier. I think when he first went to Kansas city at the beginning of the off season, people were like, Oh wow. Could he be the replacement to CEH? Like, could he, you know, be that lead, that lead dog, that lead back in the backfield. I kind of thought he could be the RB2 in that backfield, you know, like maybe not right away take away, but he, I've always liked Ronald Jones when he was at Tampa Bay. I don't think they utilized him properly. He's got immense talent. He obviously can't catch the ball to save not his life. <laughs> um, so that's obviously a thing, um, but he's got speed. He's got agility. I thought he was a good prospect. I mean, um, I just don't think he was utilized. I was, I was even hopeful when he came to Kansas City that that would be the case. Um, it's Pacheco's rise, his fall, he barely, you know, I was talking, I, I was guaranteeing that he was going to get cut by the time the 53-man uh, roster was released. Obviously, it did not happen, but I still don't have any faith in him. I mean, his only path is going to be if he ends up going, you know, ends up becoming, you know, injuries after injury, and then all of a sudden he spells the backfield. So his current ADP is in 196, RB 55. Two weeks ago, it was ADP 123. RB 43. So he's yeah, going to wow. 75 spots in two weeks. Like that's just goes to show you that like, it, it's, that's just it's like, the rise of Isaiah Pacheco, Pacheco is what's doing this. Yeah. And, and that's it. And then the fall, like I said, Clyde is going down with it. It's just, it's, you see, it's a big shift just going, he's in the middle. He's in the middle. These guys are on the other. It's like, you know, a teeter, you know, teeter totter. Yeah. It's like one's going up and he's in the middle. Cause he's going to stay there, but he's planning them. Yeah. A hundred percent brother. Yeah, it's a great and call. Good, sorry, Roger. Oh no, it's it's a great call. I mean, I, I'm shocked that he's on the roster. We were certain he wasn't going to make the team. Uh, so I mean, the fact a, that he did, great, but not really. <laughs> it was a big surprise. I, I yeah. have to say, because I was guaranteeing. I think in the mock draft that we did, I think uh, Pat took him, and I was even saying he's not going to be on the roster. You guys yep. can go back and listen to episode one, and I even called that out right when he took the pick. I was like, "That he's going to be cut. Like, that was a, I don't know why you picked him up, but. Well, thank God it's a mock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll I'll wrap it up, man, with my third one. So Amari Cooper. So uh, here it's about his quarterback. You know, I think this just on Watson's suspension is basically why he's falling. Um, so Watson's obviously suspended 11 games. He's not back into week 13, though. So remember that. So 11 games. They have a buy in between, which means that he's out 12 games, which means that his first game back is week 13, which is right before the playoffs. Yeah. So he is the wide receiver one in that team, no doubt. But with nobody throwing to him, Brissett and like whoever else they want to throw out there, I mean, there's hopes that like Jimmy G could have gone to Cleveland, which would have been weird that they would have, you know, traded for another quarterback. But now, how much money um, do you want to put into a quarterback? (laughs) Into a quarterback room? Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm completely avoiding Amari Cooper this year. I mean, again, maybe mm. for next year, maybe for Dynasty, it might be worth looking into. But yeah. I can't have somebody that I that I don't know what I'm going to get until week 13 and 14, and then have him sit on my bench for 13 weeks. I mean, yeah. not worth it. I'm out me. on that. I think yeah. the Browns in general are just the Browns, man. I mean, they just can't get out of the hole. I mean, they just no, they can't. They get in one, they get out a little bit, and then they fall right back into another. It just doesn't even. I don't know. They just can't get out of their own way. I mean, they're their own worst enemies. And I think even with no quarterback, even the running back situation, everyone's going to get beat the hell up. If if they can't throw and the running running backs can't get open, I mean, it's just going to be a disaster. I mean, that's my opinion, but you have to put a train wreck ahead. It it used to be called the Bad News Bears, but it should be the Bad News Browns. 
hundred percent. Yes. No, I think I think you know drafting Ninjoku Hunt. You know, I, th- I think those are going to be the pass catchers while Brissett's playing. Uh, it's not going to be the receivers. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, just, it no, never fair. is with him. Yeah, he's a he's a it's good in the middle. life quarterback. Dump, yeah, dump down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I know that's a good. Yeah, it's a great call. I, I think interesting on the dynasty idea. Um, he could be someone to buy low. You know, and not a draft, but yeah. in a dynasty. Like he's twenty eight years old. I was just looking at reminding myself what it was he's, he's 28 yeah you could probably get him pretty cheap you know well yeah or, or wait until he has one or two like really shitty games like right off the jump right so like we want oh, you mean sunday <laughs> yes yeah, so sunday sunday. Be, yeah. <laughs> put an offer in sunday evening after after that game's done like easily mm-hmm. trying to sweep him up for like maybe a fourth round a third round pick i mean they can yeah. easily get it done. maybe use him a year and they get to a ship and then you you trade him after that ship, and then you move on and you pick somebody else up. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's a good call. So, sweet. So we'll, we're we're gonna um, tell you guys now. We're gonna do a little bit of shift here. And we're gonna talk about some late round steals. So our thinking here was basically any player that's after round ten or pick one twenty that's like really late in the drafts, who you want to target as like maybe one of your last picks in the in the draft. These are going to be guys who you're going to literally hold on to and hope that like by the end of the season, they end up getting the opportunity and they pay dividends. So uh, I'll throw it over to Roger. We'll do one for Roger, one for each of us, and then Pat, and then myself, and then we'll wrap it up after that. So go ahead, Roger. Sounds good. Um, I take a shot on Nico Collins late. You know, um, if something yeah. happens to Brandon Cooks, um, they're going to be down a lot. My assumption, you know, is that the Texans aren't going to be good yet again. Um, and they will have to pass. Um, so I, I, I do like him. The talent's there. Um, hopefully Mills takes it, you know, a step forward this year and can look to a second read you know, sometimes because Cooks is yeah. going to be the primary read most times. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I like him. I like Nico Collins a lot. I think, if, you know, last pick of the draft, why not? I'm with that. I agree love with you it. on that one love too. It, man. Great analysis. Yeah, what do you got, Pat? Uh, I know you're tired of hearing his name. I'm going to say Hayden Hurt. Dude, Hayden Hurst. I know it's coming. Hayden Hurst. Appreciate appreciate it, brother. He's been the last pick in all my drafts pretty much, unless someone takes him for weird reasons. If not, he's not picked up at all. But uh, he's a starting tight end with an absolute phenomenal quarterback with one of the most elite wide receiving squads out right now. He's going to be open in the middle of the field, period. There's nothing else to say. That's it. (laughs) Mike Mike dropped by Pat. Mike dropped. (laughs) Completely done. Completely, yeah. And, and and Pat was going to take the last opportunity to talk about a Cincinnati Bengals that he could take. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's it, man. I will take him tonight, and I will take him Wednesday. I can't there wait to hear about your team, man. When we do the next podcast, we'll, we're going to break down some teams that we've drafted. So, uh, sure. so mind to kind of wrap it up. Um, I'm going to do Khalil Herbert for uh, running back for the Chicago Bears. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's the second running back on the depth chart right now. Um, Mountie, uh, you know. Mount, I don't think he's going to end up finishing this year as lead back. Um, and if he does, I feel like, you know, if, if he is still a factor later on in the season, I think it's going to be more of like a 50 50 split for between the two versus it being, you know, a 70 30 for Mont um, and then Herbert. And, 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 you know, this is a player that with the scheme that they're trying to run in, in Chicago, he fits that bill better, to be honest with you. Khalil Herbert does. He's more athletic, he's quicker, he's shiftier. I watched some of the, a couple of the preseason games. Um, obviously not starters are in there all the time, but, um, he definitely had some great cuts, some great moves. He looks agile. He, he looks shifty. So I'm, I'm a big fan of Kilo Herbert and actually in Dynasty, I've been trying to pick him up from different people here and there to take a, to take a risk on him. You know, the one thing I want to throw out there for everybody to remember, especially specifically in Dynasty, that Montgomery's contract is over at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. They're not going to resign him. Yep. I can guarantee you it. They've already drafted another running back who will be clear Herbert's backup next year. So clear Herbert, in my opinion, will be taking over the backfield come next year. Um, over the lead dog. So, um, and I think they're going to start to get the run at that towards the end of the year to see how it shakes up for next year. And if they need to actually draft another running back next year, because they're not going to pay money. That's, that's not going to happen. Bears aren't going to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's I why I like Herbert. Yeah. No, Herbert's good, man. He's, it's great. And, it, you know, he's going to, I think he's going to get more touches anyway, just with a little more of a split than they have done in the past. Um, so yeah, that alone. That's, is that's what they did in Green Bay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You have two. Well, they arguably maybe Montgomery outside of Mooney and Komet, it's Montgomery and Herbert are your best weapons, you know? So 
you got to use them. You you have to use that weapon if you have them, especially on an offense that's pretty <laughs> depleted of great weapons. So, yeah, I like sure. the pick. I, I think it's great, and the upside there is massive if something were to happen to Montgomery. So yeah, he proved it when he ran. A, he was the first guy to run for 100 yards against the Bucks. I think yeah. in a while. Yeah, last yeah, year. Last year. So, yeah, last yeah. year. Like they had a streak. I think it was. I think maybe 10 games without yeah. somebody doing. And I think he was, if I remember, I'd have to look up the, so don't quote me on this, but I believe he was either the only or he was one of two running backs who did that the whole entire season against the Bucks run defense because mm-hmm. that's how dominant they were last year. So, yeah. and that's when Montgomery was obviously hurt. But yeah, he took over and wowed everybody that game. He looked amazing. So, yeah, he was, yeah, he was phenomenal. That was great. So, pick. Be, be, before, before we sign off, I want to throw it to Pat. You know, um, one thing we didn't do, and I apologize uh, to his buddies. So, the intros and the outros. The music drops was by his buddy, and I wanted to give him. I want. I want to throw the mic over to Pat. Yeah, Pat, man, kind of tell us about your boy. You know, give him a little bit of a shout out, and you know, our, our appreciation, obviously, for Elite Fantasy Nation for him uh, giving us the, the the beats. So go ahead, yeah, hundred percent. It's my buddy Keith. Uh, his name goes by Cake Ready. He is a fashion designer. Has his own clothing brand. Creates music vocally and he creates absolutely phenomenal beats. So I have to give him a huge shout out and a beautiful assist for this one. And uh. Thank you, man. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, you're already getting great feedback. Only one episode in, and they love the intro and the outro. So that just shows you, yeah. catches everyone's ear. And we needed it, and we're, we're all thankful for it. So check him out, man. Cake Ready. He's the man, bro. Overall, he can do anything. Yeah, Keith. Keith, yeah, man. It's like a massive appreciation. You know, um, I remember when Pat and I were kind of going back and forth and trying to figure out what the intros and outro, intro, intro and outro was going to be. Uh, he dropped a beat and I was like, that's it. That's like, that's gets you going, gets you kind of riled up, mm-hmm. gets you ready for football, ready to hit somebody. So, uh, yeah, so man, yeah, we, massive we appreciation, him. brother. Um, 100%. Cannot, cannot, uh, awesome. mad respect, you know, so much obliged, my friend, much obliged, my brother. <laughs> um, so, all right. You know, thanks everybody. Uh, I don't know if Roger or Pat, you want to say anything before we sign off or. No, let's go. Yeah, Finish those drafts. Oh, it's good to see the start. Dude, we're like go. four or five <laughs> days away. Let's go, man. Let's yeah, get let's the season so rocking, cool, bro. It, it's so close you can taste it let's do it with that being said i just wanted to thank everybody for listening to our second podcast i just want to give you guys a heads up we'll probably drop another one later on this week Uh, in that episode what we're looking to do is discuss teams that we've drafted for the season kind of break them down for you all talk about our favorite uh teams that we've drafted and also like maybe some ones that we would have done differently you know kind of give you a breakdown we'll also pick on each other's team not pick on but you know We'll, we'll challenge each other's teams and draft spots and who we picked why and why do we bring it players so I'm ready. What was that? Bring it. Bring it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we'll have a couple. Pat and I were in the Carlos League, uh, league with our, our boy Carlos. So we had a draft last week on Wednesday, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Roger and I have a draft coming up um, this two, this Wednesday as well. So, yeah, so we've got multiple leagues that we're all crossing over. So there'll be a lot of smack talk and a lot of uh, analysis, uh, but always keeping it true, man, you know, uh, to, to, to the listeners and, and giving you our true thoughts. So uh, with that being said, until next time. Peace. We're out. Later. Don't forget Aiden Hurst.